This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Dana-Farber scientists laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, new drugs that are increasing the survival rate for many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Foreign leaders are urging restraint a day after a Hamas leader was killed in Beirut, Lebanon. There's concern this could widen the war between Israel and Hamas in Gaza to another country. Israel has not claimed responsibility for the assassination. NPR's Jane Araf says Lebanon is the base for the Iranian-backed militant group Hezbollah. The big danger is that Hezbollah will likely feel compelled to respond in some way. And if it does escalate, Iran, which backs Hezbollah, could get involved. Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah has said in the past that any assassinations in Lebanon will incur retaliation. And he's giving a speech this evening in Lebanon. NPR's Jane Araf reporting. State media in Iran say two deadly explosions have killed at least 73 people today. Another 170 others have been wounded. The blasts came at a memorial today honoring an Iranian general who was killed in a U.S. drone strike four years ago. House Speaker Mike Johnson is in Texas today. He and dozens of Republican lawmakers will visit the border in the city of Eagle Pass. Texas Public Radio's Gage Davila reports thousands of migrants have entered the U.S. there in the past several weeks. The lawmakers plan to meet with state and local officials in Eagle Pass and tour the border. Officials there say processing migrants has been costing the city. The visit comes as lawmakers are negotiating an aid package to Ukraine and Israel that is contingent on increasing border security. The Biden administration has been conceding to Republicans in an attempt to pass the aid package, including raising standards for asylum seekers. Speaker Johnson urged President Joe Biden in a letter last month to reinstate the Trump-era Remain in Mexico policy. According to internal data obtained by CBS News, more than 300,000 migrants crossed into the U.S. last month. For NPR News, I'm Gage Davila in McAllen, Texas. President Biden's re-election campaign is moving into a new and more active phase. And as NPR's Tamara Keith reports, much of Biden's focus will be on the themes of defending democracy and freedom. Facing an increasingly likely rematch with former President Donald Trump, the Biden campaign's strategy is as subtle as a neon sign. Here's campaign manager Julie Chavez-Rodriguez. We are running a campaign like the fate of our democracy depends on it, because it does. Biden will travel to Valley Forge, Pennsylvania on Saturday to mark the anniversary of the January 6th insurrection at a site with Revolutionary War symbolism. His message, according to campaign officials, will be that democracy and freedom are ideas the nation was founded on and are at the heart of the choice in this election. More campaign travel will follow Monday. Tamara Keith, NPR News. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. Japanese media report authorities say at least 73 people have been killed in the swarm of earthquakes on New Year's Day. These hit western Japan and triggered tsunami waves on the coast. Thousands of homes have collapsed. Rescuers are still trying to locate survivors. Separately, Japan is investigating yesterday's deadly plane collision at a Tokyo-area airport. A passenger jet collided with a Coast Guard plane, killing five Coast Guard members. There is new hope for a potential pause in the military conflict in Sudan. One of the warring factions is saying that it is open to an immediate ceasefire. Michael Kaloki has more. 
The paramilitary group, the Rapid Support Forces, or RSF, has said it is ready for an unconditional truce through talks with the Sudanese armed forces. This week, the RSF and a Sudanese civil coalition signed an agreement in the Ethiopian capital Addis Ababa aimed at facilitating political negotiations. Fighting between the RSF and the Sudanese armed forces has been going on for almost nine months, with reports of intense battles this week in the country's capital Khartoum. Joint efforts by the United States and Saudi Arabia to end the fighting have stalled. Civilians caught up in the conflict are suffering, with thousands killed and millions uprooted from their homes. For NPR News, I'm Michael Kaloki in Nairobi. Russia says one of its western cities, Belgorod, came under attack today by Ukrainian missiles. Both Russia and Ukraine have stepped up their air attacks against each other in recent days. Yesterday, Russia fired missiles and drones into Ukraine, killing at least four people. I'm Korva Coleman, NPR News.